At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome, everyone, to the SI Media Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Trana. Thanks for listening. Hope you're staying in. Let's continue to do that so we can get out of this mess. Stay in. Stay safe. That's what we need you to do. This podcast here is uh, hopefully something you can listen to to get a 40-minute break from what's going on in the real world. We have Bob Lee, former ESPN legend. Well, he's still a legend, but no longer working at ESPN. He's retired. Bob Lee is on the pod today. A couple of quick notes. This is important. So, um, and I'm very happy about this. It's hard to be happy about anything these days, but some good news here in terms of the podcast world. So the, we, we had a problem with Apple the last few weeks where it wasn't downloading and, and, um, adding the pod to the rotation for people who listen on Apple, some people, that is fixed. So now all pods are are fine. They're all there. Last week, Kyle Brandt from Good Morning Football was on the SI Media Podcast. He was outstanding. It was a one-hour conversation, not an interview, lighthearted, fun. If you want like the ultimate distraction, it's a great one-hour chat with Kyle from Good Morning Football. He's great. If, so if you missed that last week, check that out. Two weeks ago, James Andrew Miller was on. We talked about the Curb Your Enthusiasm season and finale. John O'Ran from Sports Business Journal was on a few weeks ago. So all of those, if you missed them, if they weren't going to your phone, they are there now for your listening pleasure. So um, highly recommend, if you didn't listen last week to Kyle Brandt, check that out. And uh, everything's a go now. So if you can subscribe, rate, and review, I'd appreciate it. As it's uh, business as usual here, taping from my home, which is so bizarre. So uh, everyone hang in there. Everyone stay safe. Stay in your house, please. Especially if you're in New York, a couple more weeks, stay in. We get through this. And, um, you know, hopefully we come out of this and can move forward. All right. We uh, get into a little bit of that with Bob Lee and talk about his career at ESPN and um, really appreciated Bob's honesty in this interview. Hopefully you enjoy it. Let me know. Hit me up on Twitter. Love any feedback, and if you have any suggestions for guests, feel free. All right, here we go. ESPN legend Bob Lee on the SI Media Podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, joining me now, ESPN legend, who is now in retirement, and uh, a voice I think we would all love to hear from right about now, Bob Lee. Bob, how are you? Jimmy, uh, you know, we're fine. We're doing as well as anybody can do and uh, trying to, you know, work outwards in what I call concentric circles, help yourself and you help other people, help your family, help your extended family and help your community. And uh Stay home, stay safe. I mean, I think as Governor Cuomo said it this morning, you know, I'm putting my life in your hands and vice versa. And, uh, you know, we all got to, I hope we can all pull together. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. For me personally, I feel like um, one of the things that has added to the the depression of what is going on, it, it does seem like even through this, we're not pulling together. But well, that's a little yeah. depressing, I guess. <laughs> if look, if you're pissed off, uh, now you're going to put the E on this for explicit. If yeah. you're pissed off about the political situation, decisions made or unmade about this side or that side, uh, don't spend that energy being angry now. Spend it in November. It's called Election Day. And you can express your approval, disapproval then, and channel that energy into understanding wherever you live. You know, science, right. science matters. Um, and, you know, I know it's, uh, let me harken back to a radio free Cuomo, who, you know, every day at 11, that's my required viewing. He, yesterday was putting up pictures of people in New York City who in good weather just weren't getting it. Folks, mm. what else do you need to have happen around you? I, I can't wrap my brain around the fact that <clears throat> as insane as this is, what's going on, the solution can't be more simple stay home and this will get better and people just can't do that it's it's really shocking to me maybe i give people too much credit well you know i I, i'm uh we're not in the northeast currently we're kind of trapped away from our primary residence we're blessed to have another residence and we're far from the kids and the grandkids and we're in an area of the country florida keys that is about a month behind the Northeast and confronting this, maybe, right. you know, but you know, there is a natural complacency and still until you see the case numbers approach the maximum load of your, of your healthcare. And, uh, you know, you, you can't argue with data, <laughs> hard numbers right. and science. Well, yeah. And I don't listen, I don't want to get into a whole political Donald Trump thing and I don't want to put you in that position and it's not fair to you to do that. Um, but given your journalistic background, given your integrity, given what you've done on the air for 40 years, I, I, I'd love to have this conversation, even if it's briefly, if you don't want to, we don't have to. But for me personally, what I've always, what I've said is the long lasting damage that Donald Trump is going to do, in my opinion, forget everything else. But what, what I don't know if we can recover from is the fact that he's convinced so many people that what they see with their own eyes and hear with their own ears is not true. I don't know how we, I don't know how we recover from that. Um, do you want to address that or would you like me to move on? Well, look, all right. I'm, I'm jumping in with two feet cause I'm, I'm retired. I, you're talking to a Reagan Republican who has never in his life voted for a Democrat for president. And I didn't vote for this Republican. 
in in whatever name he was. And um, I just can't believe the criminal negligence we're seeing. But you know, and I'm not I've pissed off you know half your audience. Fine, you know, you know right. where to find me. But you can't. You know, I we have to be focused on what's on the other side of this as a society. And I think you've touched on something. I mean, I, I talk to my friends about what are we going to leave our kids? And I'm not talking materially for those of us that are that are blessed to have resources and assets. I'm talking about institutionally in our society on the other side of this. I mean, I see this plan brewing to bring back Major League Baseball and bring all the teams out to Phoenix and, and have them play. And, you know, I, I read the particulars of this and I understand well on both levels business because you can't let the economy just wither and die. And also the the value of having this the salve for the national malaise, if you will, if you could provide this. But I, you, you just look at it and you say, "This is arcane." It's it, it's it's <laughs> guys. What are you thinking about? You know, you're you're. And if you're a major league baseball player, you're going to buy in and, and and leave your family and go to Arizona and sit six feet apart, but not in dugouts and play with. You know, it's well intentioned. But on the other side of this, what do we have? You know, what have we learned about the distribution of healthcare in this country as you look at the you know the way this disease is hitting various groups uh what have we learned about the capacity for you know are we living under the articles of confederation where the states you know can stop you with the border and and and, and print their own script i mean it's those are the things that, that concern me i mean I'm, I'm very involved uh with my alma mater and i'm thinking in terms of you know how, how do we make sure that uh, we bring in the kind of class we want to in the, in the fall and, and three and four years down the line is our, is our mission statement still applicable if, if this economy is comes back, but doesn't come back equitably for everybody who was, you know, even if it was a gig economy, you had a lot of gigs. Yeah. So into that, when you ask, is the NFL going to play this year? Um, I'm not going to spend five minutes thinking about that. I mean, if it does great, for the obvious reasons. Look, you're talking to a guy who a couple of nights ago, I, I, I love quote, climbing into YouTube, YouTube wormholes. Mm-hmm. And I fell into one first Rodney Dangerfield on Carson. And that's, <laughs> you know, that's just a guilty pleasure with Dr. Yeah. Benny Bombots. But then, you know, the, your side menu comes up. And I say, shoot, I want to watch 30 minutes of Met stuff. And I started watching it. And I got a little emotional. Because, you know, my daughter and I were going to, and she lives in D.C., we were going to go to watch the Mets and the Nats on opening day. We had plans for that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I get it, and I, yeah. and I embrace yeah. it. But I, on the other side of this, I think the gap between where you know, sports importance in society and the real important stuff in society, which is, you know, you've always had that more than a sliver of daylight. It's going to be a chasm. It doesn't yeah. mean we're not going to have games. But it just means, like, folks, understand what, you know, this is, this is life or death happening right now. And, um, you know, if you're, if you're in an area where it's not that dire or not that dire yet, circle back in three weeks and talk to me. Yeah, I, I, the sports angle of it is fascinating. Um, just to put a bow on that little topic, I mean, I, that, that's sort of what it is to me. If, if you're a sports fan who wants the NFL back on this date, wants the NFL back with no fans in the stands, fans in the stands, I, you know, everyone can have their own theory on that. Um, what I get concerned is, is, you know, the people who say this is just the flu. This is a hoax by, I don't know, whoever. This is, um, uh, you know, the, the swine flu was worse. The bird flu. Like, just look, just. I, I, th- I think I think a lot of that, though, at this point, and I, the one thing I try to do is ration how much COVID media I ingest in a day. Same here. Yeah, and and when I start to OD, I, my lovely wife knows, and she she steps in. So that's it. We're not, you know, enough. Uh, and don't even you know sneak off and listen to it or watch it on your phone. <laughs> but 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 even at that, I I, I think. The dis- I, I, it's fairly well disabused that I think people understand that this is serious stuff. I, I, you know, I, I get that. It's a question of whether people understand. You know, think that well, it's not. It's miles from me, so I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. yeah. No. But um, you know, so I applaud. I applaud baseball aggressively looking at this. Uh, but you know, I, how I'm very curious to see how the NFL conducts its draft. And I understand why they want to have the draft, and I guess they'll take all prudent precautions. 
uh, and shoot, it's for, you know, for a night or two or three, or they should string it out as long as they can. And Lord knows it might be more profitable in an otherwise desolate financial situation. It, it will be a diversion, but it's only a diversion because if the biggest thing on your menu at the end of the day really is your rotisserie team or who the Giants <laughs> took or the bills are on the clock and not keeping your family safe, uh, then I think you need to need to hit the reset button on your priorities. Yeah. I, one thing I've discovered in this, which... <sighs> I probably shouldn't admit, considering I make my living from sports, is how much people rely on sports uh, in their lives. Um, for me personally, I I can't get worked up about when this league's coming back, when that league's. I mean, I think it's maybe because I'm in New York, and you know, I'm, I'm here in Nassau County, and you know, the last couple of days they're talking about how you know this has become such a hot spot. Numbers have gone up, and. You know, I'm sorry, you know, diehard Yankee fan here, but if they come back in June, July, August, September, it's not really at this point, it's not going to affect my life that much. Um, but that's just me. I mean, I was reading the Hartford Current this morning. We, we, we live in, in Connecticut when, you know, we're not at our warm weather getaway. And, um, you know, and I know that's probably pissed off a few people. Look at, you know, it gets to run. You know, hey, I'd rather be back with the grandkids. Um, but they're talking about 5,500 fatalities in the state of Connecticut. State of Connecticut mm. is a tiny little community of about 165 municipalities. I mean, when the unimaginable horror of Newtown occurred back in 2012, um, that just that struck everybody with a hammer blow because nobody's more than an hour from there, and everybody knows somebody who knows somebody. The degree of separation in our state is very small, 5,500 deaths. Uh, on one modeling, you know, and uh, so, yeah, you're right. And, and so it's, it's, I, I, as I said, I get why, why baseball wants to do what they do. And I get, they have to be off the shelf plans to get all of these leagues back and they have to consider the tough questions of how long do you pay, um, athletes and where, what are they, what, you know, approaching the unions about this, that, the other thing. I mean, you know, there's, a, and th what I'm about to say is beyond mundane. In fact, it's, it's an eight-column headline in the world of sports business, but I mean, NFL television negotiation are on the, right around the corner on the horizon. Right, right. All of these companies, potential or existing partners, are grievously wounded. We all know who they are, including the place that used to employ me. Look at the stock price of Disney, where it mm -hmm. was two months ago, where it is today. You know, how do these corporations formulate bids? For the single most important property in their sphere, mm -hmm. where they can't even tell you what their business plan beyond the end of June is. I mean, that know, is a furlough yeah, coming. I mean, how how do you do that? I mean, do you right. do you, do you ex, you know ask for uh, a short term whatever? The NFL you know will reveal itself. I think to see you know how, we all know they're the best business people in sports, and so you know how do they play this? Yeah. I'm also going to be curious to see on the heels of that. Um, I think if you are a human being who has a pulse, you are beyond blown away on a minute by minute basis of what doctors, nurses, firefighters, cops, all these people who are keeping it going, restaurant workers. Um, and you know, sports is so much about money. Uh, you know, the NFL is going to get billions from these networks. Uh, you're going to, you know, contracts in the middle of this. Tom Brady's getting 30 million. I, I wonder if I, I think maybe it's a um, prisoner of the moment type of thing. But I, I'm not sure sports fans are going to want to hear about how much money everyone's making in, in the world of sports if we get to the other side of this. Well, I, there's a beautiful piece well written in the Sunday Times, and I think the headline on it was the celebrity culture is on fire. And it talked about how just on Twitter or Instagram, you know, Twitter and Facebook skews old and ancient like me now. Who, who knew? <laughs> it was cutting edge. Yes. But with celebrities and some of them athletes putting up uh, inspirational messages or just high hellos or whatever. And according to the article, when uh, Alex Rodriguez and J-Lo put up pictures of they and her kids in the backyard of A-Rod's Miami compound. Right. Uh, it was not a generous reaction on Twitter. Now, Twitter is evocative of nothing except or indicative of nothing except the fact that there's a lot of 
internet available. <laughs> you know, everybody can get on there and say stuff. Right. But, um, you know, I, yes, I think there's a pushback. But, you know, I, I think we all have a filter as, as sports fans and sports journalists to, you know, understanding that at one level, the business has to go on. Uh, and I, I, I don't think we've really seen any irresponsible behavior. It's just that the normal outreach by athletes, you really got to think long and hard about the tone and tenor of any public statement you want to make now. Right. Right. Um, I'm curious when, when something, well, and let me, I'll say one last thing on the, on sort of the sports coming back. Um, you know, we're so focused on when, and I get that because I think people need a date. People needed light at the end of the tunnel. I get it. And there's so much focus on this MLB plan, which has already been shot down by MLB today. Thank God. I mean, asking. For yeah, it, it, was half, it was half-assed from the drop. But you know what? It, it just shows you you have to have a plan. And, and, you know, I go back to the whiteboard, work on it. Right. So everyone's focused on the, you know, getting um, sports back, getting some dates. Obviously, that all makes sense. But I, I think one of the aspects that's not being talked about enough is even if these even when we get to the point where sports is back and we get to the point where people can be in stadiums, I know from speaking now, listen, I'm a, you know, I have, my friends all have kids. I think that's a factor in this, but I have friends who, I mean, their hobby in the fall and winter every year since we've been in college is they go to NFL and college football stadiums and they, and, and this is multiple people. And they've said, I'm not going to any games in 2020. Um, I'm, you know, listen, I, do I think if an Alabama football game is played in September, they'll have every single seat filled? Yes. But there are going to be parts of the country, I think, where these teams are going to be in for a rude awakening by how many empty seats there are with people who are just afraid to go to the game. And the money is also a factor in that as well. After, you know, you have 6.6 million people in unemployment, you have to go to a ball game and spend $10 for a pole in spring and $30 to park. It's going to be a problem. Well, it's good. It's a lot more than six point six million. I mean, the unemployment, right. the GDP may be down thirty percent in this quarter. Um, yeah, and and it's also you might be if if you're going to hold even an SEC football game, which is of course you know it's fervent religion, and here living in the in the deep South is culturally you know part of the year. I'll tell you that for a, a personal fact. But if the mandate is you can only occupy every third seat, at a certain point, it's like why bother. You know, mm-hmm. it's that communal getting together. I'm with you because, I mean, again, not not to turn this into a COVID uh, clinic, but I mean, there's talk of the resurgence. I mean, right. and and as I think, again, Cuomo, who's providing the most effective, I think, fact-based reporting on managing something at, at the red line, as he talks about, you know, Hong Kong took their foot off the gas. China did too. And you've got that resurgence. So, I mean, the fact that things are plateauing and, and, and the curves are being lower doesn't mean, you know, come the fall – it's not going to be, I wouldn't, in a heartbeat. I Listen, I, March, as this exploded, I picked that time to go on uh, on Medicare. Uh, so <laughs> I, I'd like to thank you for paying for my health care. Uh, but also, uh, you know, I, 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 we've got to be cognizant of going out. And I've got an 88-year-old father who's in New Jersey. Yep. And that's like having an O2 count stepping in against Tom Seaver. And so... yeah. You know, all five of us siblings are focused like a laser every day on just making sure everything's good there. And that's what matters. Does something like this make you want to, I don't, I don't want to say make you want to come back to ESPN, but does something like this make you wish you sort of were still working, still had a voice, still had a platform every day, or are you happy you don't have to be part of the coverage with this? Well, you know, there was when this thing first broke. It was it was a lot was occurring and being reported and resonating through society through the lens of sports. I mean, Adam Silver with his decision, you know, the Go Bear incident, etc. There was that that you know mid March week where you know that really I think illustrated and and along with the Tom Hanks diagnosis in Australia with his wife Rita Wilson really woke up America. But it became quickly evident within seven to 10 days of that, that this was anything but a sports story. Having said that, now I, I, you know, I got a little itchy at one point. You know what though? It's not a sports story. Um, And there are, I can't imagine trying to work. Well, first off, I mean, you talked about the 
you know, the first responders and the medical medical people. It's just, you know, I can't believe it. There's a local doctor down here that puts a Facebook post up every day that'll just break your heart. Mm-hmm. He speaks with knowledge and empathy about all of this. Uh, but I can't imagine trying to uh, do, you know, a 70 hour a week job, which is, as you well know, when you're in the media, that's, you know, it's, it's not 40 hours, especially in a situation like that, along with making sure not only your, you and your immediate family, but your extended family is doing well. I mean, it's a lot to, to know. Uh, but I, you know, I've taken the opportunity to, you know, talk to folks like you and start talking the other day with Adam Schefter and whatnot, and I'm working and teaching a college class here or there and uh, doing this or that. So, uh, because this is not, this is a social and political story and a medical story. And lastly, a sports story. I mean, sports will reemerge as the, as the cutting edge as the tip of the spear on this story. Um, when there is a reopening and we will all, I think, take heart from it and it will be exceptionally emotional. Mm. Um, but at, until that point, I mean, there, there are sports stories. There are people, you know, quote unquote, cheated out of their seasons and whatnot. And I think Sports Center has done a great. I mean, look, my my, my very good friends and former colleagues at ESPN have an impossible task. It is simply impossible what they're doing. And they're doing it well. And under the strictures of only so many people, you know, actually physically coming into the building, I still shudder when I see anybody on camera in that building for all the right, you know, reasons because there are more people behind the scenes making that happen. But there, you know, Burke Magnus, just uh, the VP of uh, programming, uh, just did an interview on um, the public relations page talking about their, you know, how they're programming the network. It's, it's, it's incredible what they're doing, constructing things, inventing them out of whole cloth. It's 41 years later after we signed the place on in 79, it is the clearest and latest delineation of the DNA that distinguishes ESPN under the most trying conditions. I mean, you know, we invented it as we went along in 79, but it was one network and we weren't even on the air weekdays for, you know, more than eight or nine hours a night. Uh, but there that's instilled in, in, in that place. And while most of us who've moved on who were there then, I mean, we can recognize that same attitude is, is extant now. And I, they're, they're doing the impossible on a daily basis and they're doing it damn well. I'm proud of them. Yeah, it's it's not an easy time at all to to be doing, and you know it's not one network. They have multiple channels. I'm just curious, what what is? I know you're retired, but do you have any sort of agreement deal with ESPN where if you want to do something, you can do something. If they ask you do something, can you go on another network if they wanted you? What what sort of your status with all that? I I have a great relationship with with uh, the folks who run the joint, um, Jimmy Pataro. Connor Shell, uh, an open invitation, uh, and I also have the ability to do whatever else I'd like to do. So they treated. Look, I took that um, leave of absence, a sabbatical, and they were just they were mention about it. Uh, that's the plural of mensch, I do believe. You're in New York. You should be. <laughs> I, you know. I know the they word. They didn't teach me that. They didn't teach yeah. me that conjugation at Seton Hall. Uh, but they they were great about it and remain great. And my my hats off. And and there's a whole colony of recent retirees from my era down here in Florida. And we, we talk and text on a regular basis and, you know, and we talk to people who, you know, who are still our friends in, in, in the belly of the beast. And, but as far as, you know, that I don't, I don't need to be that guy, you know, they're doing a great job. If, if somebody needs something, they know how to reach me. Yeah. Well, would it, I mean, ESPN famously, um, you know, want to stay out of the political realm. And I understand why That's tough to do now, man. That was my question. If, if you were on the air today, you couldn't. And that's, that's one of the things, but I told you about 10 minutes ago, it's describing my political inclinations and views on, on, on this. I, I couldn't, it wouldn't be responsible for me. And it would be unfair for me to do that if I were still working. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I have that freedom now. You know, I have the ability right. to tell you that when they were talking about lifting the the roadblock and barricade at the at the top of US one in Key Largo to let anybody drive down into the Keys from anywhere in Florida, I was writing my county officials and city officials and state officials, and I was hardly alone saying no, 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 and talking about it on Facebook. Right. Uh, but you don't, ha- you know, you. That was that was one of the things, of course, we learned in 2017 and 2018. You know that. When you have that megaphone and that platform of ESPN, what it comes a responsibility. Now, honest people are going to, you know, differ about how you, how, where's the line and how close to it, 
do you get and how much chalk can you get on your feet uh, on your toes mm-hmm. but uh, yeah uh, well I, I, it, it would it wouldn't be right to, to get into that if you're working there now and frankly at at this point though I think ESPN needs to be more than ever that sanctuary mm-hmm. uh, even though I know the people involved in the process and in the production and I see my friends on the air still and producing and I talk to some of them and they all have specific and deep-seated beliefs. I mean, one of my very good friends sent me a picture yesterday from the middle of Madison Avenue at 4 p.m. Mm, and it looked, it, it, there was not a bloody person, much less a vehicle in sight on the Upper East Side. Yeah. And that's, and I said, how the kids? And, you know, it's, t- and, you know, it's tough, cabin fever. And not just cabin fever. If you live in Manhattan, the precautions you have to make and take are extraordinary. And that, that's, but you, you know, you can't convey that in the course of, of, of being on the air if you are the sports network and you're trying to stand up something that's brand new and is performing a public service. I mean, if you can sit and watch, uh, what are the, I'll, I'll confess to this. Look, I was never a fan <laughs> of pro wrestling, but I zapped across Sports Center the other night. Oh, they, they, they're going they had, all in on that yeah, now because it's the only thing going. And they had the top 10 all time moments. If, in 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 world uh, wrestling, mm-hmm. I, I think they adroitly avoided any mentions of Donald Trump when he was involved with McMahon, which I thought <laughs> was quite the accomplishment. But yeah, you know, a it was diversion, diversionary, and B, I know I, I texted somebody about it. I said this is brilliant. I said well, it leads me to ask the question: What were the ideas that were left on the whiteboard? <laughs> They have they have ramped up their Sunday programming with old WrestleManias. Yeah, yeah. you know, I, I, part of me would. Lo- I've got a lot of people. I, about two three weeks ago, I did a uh, a streaming thing. It was it was the seventh anniversary of the Snow Classico World Cup qualifying match between the U.S. and Costa Rica, played in that blizzard out in Denver back in twenty thirteen. It's epic, at least in the soccer community. And uh, the U.S. soccer. You know, told me that oh, we're gonna we're gonna stream this. I said, well, hell with that. Let's get the band back together and do a pregame. So, on Zoom, uh, my first time using Zoom, uh, me and Taylor Twelman and Alexi Lawless, and you know, we haven't worked together as a group in a, five years. So that was joy enough, and 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 we did that, and and that was fun. Uh, you know, putting that back together, which led to a lot of people saying, well, gee, why don't you show the World Cups from 2010 and 2014? And it's not that easy. I mean, there are all sorts of rights issues involved. Right. Especially with FIFA, and as you well know, Jimmy, FIFA is has a very humane and humanistic outlook, and they're consumed with concern for their man. Oh, by the way, did you hear about the federal indictments that screwed us out of two World Cups? <laughs> uh, I, you know, it's funny. I wrote an article. You mentioned the the, the games from 2010, 2015. I wrote an article recently for for SI.com. And I, I guess it is a rights issue, unfortunately, at the end of the day. But I, I and this is not a complaint. I wanted to be clear about that because I think anyone who's complaining about anything right now um, you know, should check themselves. But this was a suggestion, not a complaint. I'd love to see more games, whatever sport it is, from the 80s, maybe even or you want to go early 90s. OK, but I feel like the networks are showing a lot of recent stuff and I, I'm sure it's a rights issue. Um, if you. If, if this was a dream world scenario, no restrictions, no restrictions, no rights issues, and you can have ESPN put one game on tonight at 8 p.m., any sport, any game, what would you pick? Oh. Uh, Mets Braves 2001. Right. The, sh- first, that, that the, first, was- the first game back yeah. after 9-11 leading to Piazza's home run. I believe... ESPN or MLB Network showed that last week, I believe. Well, I, I on, on the tenth, and I, I, I hesitate to say anniversary, but yeah. uh, your remembrance of that, um, I went down to City Field uh, to do a host of special uh, s- several segments on baseball tonight. And, but with me were Bobby Valentine, mm-hmm. and he was, you know, say what you will about Bobby Valentine, but he he was a mensch. Second usage of that word here. Uh, in the parking lot at, at, it was Shea then, um, distributing stuff in the wake of that. And Mike was there, Mike Piazza. Mm -hmm. And we conducted an interview. We showed a piece that was produced around the the, the fireman's family who he had met before the game and later gave a jersey after that game. But just, they had the bagpipers out that night. And I'm getting emotional talking about it. 
and Mike was Mike was in tears mm. and was apologizing. I said, Mike, you got nothing to apologize for. Yeah, I'd show that game. Yeah, because that would show resilience. I was at that game, and um, it was uh, you know it was weird. I I felt I had to go to that game for myself for my own mental well being as someone who works in Manhattan, and you know you wanted to get into a public crowd like that, and you never would have expected you know obviously what happened um, that night with the Piazza home run. But uh, that- I, talk, I talked to Chipper Jones about that game. Mm-hmm. He came in a couple of years ago before he's in the Hall of Fame, but he just publishes an autobiography. And, and I had never met him before. I told him on the air, I said live, I said, listen, I got to tell you up front, full disclosure, I have been a Mets fan since the 60s. And you have torn my heart out <laughs> with a regularity that borders beyond cruel. I said, but I tip my hat because you're one hell of a player. And then we got on to talking about 9-11, and he was in the obviously playing the outfield, and he told me that night, and he still has them, he picked up several of the spent cartridges from the 21-gun salute. Mm. I mean, yeah, you know, that's what it meant to those players to be there yeah. that night. So, uh, which, you know, this last three minutes shows, you know, proves the point where, where sports will matter once again and will matter deeply, but... You know, you wouldn't have thought of going to that game in 2001 if there was a chance you could have caught a life-threatening illness. Right. I just remembered when you said that too. Liza Minnelli sang the – did she sing the national anthem? No. Or did she come out and do New, New York, York, New York? York? At the seventh-inning yeah. stretch. Right, right, right. That's Great what it was. Stuff. Great yeah, stuff. I remember that now. Um I'm going to tell you – so, you, you know, Bob Lee, of course, gives you this great answer and this emotional – I'm going to tell you what my number one thing that I wanted to watch is, and you'll see what a buffoon I am. I would love to see, and I'm because I'm curious if you were on the air during this. I want to see the Knicks Bulls game unedited. Oh, yes, un- unedited with the OJ Chase <laughs> because I th- I think about in this day and age with Twitter, if they're watching an NBA Finals game and it gets cut away from for Bob Costas to then you know break down the chase and all that, the anarchy that would. Ins- I mean, it was anarchy back then, but uh, yeah, obviously, were you um, so? I'll tell, you exactly, I'll tell you where I was during that. Well, let, let me ask you this first. If they aired that, would you watch it? Oh, hell yes. Okay. In, in because right, you know what happened all in that same day? There was the opening, oh, yeah. day, opening day of the World Cup in Chicago, opening match. It was Arnold Palmer's last round of the U.S. Open. Mm-hmm. There was something else. And then there was a, the O.J. Chase. And I'm in... The Meadowlands Hilton, or there was at the Sheraton across from Giant Stadium, and I'm going to be doing play-by-play the next day on Italy, Ireland, <laughs> the first World Cup match at Giant Stadium in 1994, and how many emotions were swirling around Italy and Ireland and Northern Jersey. Good God, I, you know, I can't. It's impossible to describe the anticipation of that event. And I'm studying up, and I'm a nervous wreck because they, you know, a lot of people are going to be watching this game, and I'm doing my homework, and I got the TV on in my hotel room. And I just can't believe what the hell I'm seeing. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it yeah. was it was insane. And then, of course, I think I was watching when uh, when the Howard Stern listener yeah. got through. Yes, Al um, and Al Michaels had to save Peter Jennings with the yeah, lest anyone think. Baba Booey. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but was yeah, it- I'd watch that in a heartbeat too. And, you know, yeah. and, and you talk about old stuff. One of the top five follows on Twitter, aside from the tweet of God. <laughs> is 70 super sports. You're familiar yeah. with that, right? Yes. Yeah, Ricky Cobb. And, you know, that stuff just, for those of us of a certain age and those of us who are younger and would like to, you know, ask your daddy or friends about that time, it's just great to just yeah. say, you know, we're not going to tell you, get off our lawn, you know, it's <laughs> better than, but like, man, there was some pretty nifty stuff going down then. I, I, lo- I just, I love taking in all of the, I should say, Quickly, there is a great 30 for 30 on that date. It's not just about the OJ. I mean, obviously, ESPN, I think the 30 for 30 they did on the OJ trial is, might be the greatest thing they've ever done. But there is another 30 for 30 just on that date right. of the chase that you should absolutely watch with all this downtime. Um, uh, what I love about – the reason why I say the 80s is I, I there was a couple – two weekends ago, I think, on MLB Network, they showed uh, 86 MLB playoffs with the Mets and Astros. Keith Jackson on play by play. McCarver was the analyst. And it, it, it was ju- it's just fascinating to watch the games back then with no scroll, no score box, no advertisements on the outfield wall, and and people in the stands watching the game and not being on cell phones. 
Exactly. And also, as people pointed out about 15 years ago when the Classic Network was airing a lot of the size of the ball players, spindle, yeah, yeah, you know, stick fingers, figures. Yes, okay, before more nutrition and before more (laughs) uh, body training, but also before chemicals entered the game in, in the late 90s. The uh, what what was in the uh, Mark McGuire locker? The uh, oh, Andro Andro Steendion. Yes, yes, and uh, you know which is now regulated, but at the time was legal. Right. A um, couple of quick things just before we wrap up on on you. Um, I feel like you know everyone knows you you started ESPN right when it started. Three days into it, you were there forty years, and everyone knows your resume and Emmys and all that. A couple of lighthearted, fun things just as we wrap. It. Do you have a favorite ESPN blooper? whether you were part of it or someone else. I mean, we all know Steve Levy, bulging dick, and we know Charlie <laughs> Steiner when he lost it with Carl Lewis. But do you, I mean, you're sort of the authority on ESPN. You have a favorite, all-time favorite? Uh, well, making Charlie Steiner laugh was about as tough as having the sun come up in the morning. But um, so I got to give you two quick stories. Uh, the Mitch Blood Green story when uh, Mitch uh, Blood Green, you know, was jumping all, you know, was creating a, a mess up uh, uptown one night, and we knew it was the first story coming out of the break in, in the seas, you know, our third block, and we're seated, you know, on this particular sports center set. You're shoulder to shoulder. It's it's like flying in a Cessna 150, and um, Charlie already had established a pretty good track record of just not being able to hold it together. And so he has it. It's a boxing story. You know, and he's probably got his traditional 49-second on-camera lead. We used to give him shit about all the time. Mm. And so he turns to me with about 20 seconds left in the commercial break. He says, whatever you do, don't look at me. <laughs> lose. I said, dude, don't worry about it. Just do the story. It's funny enough on its face. Five, four, three, two. And on a count of two, in knowing I'm seen in his peripheral vision, but out of view of all America, I just pivot 90 degrees in my chair and I'm staring right into his earlobe and he knows it. <laughs> and I'm staring at him. He didn't last five seconds. Uh, the other the other story, not nearly as funny, but I mean, I used to suffer from a lot of hay, hay fever. And so I would have to mm-hmm. take all sorts of stuff to get through the show. And it's 11 o'clock at night. And Dan and I are, Dan, Dan Patrick and I are doing the show. And it's late at night, and some nights you you know you, you're fatigued, and other nights you're ready for it, and you take cold medicine or hay fever medicine on top of that, and you can be a mess. Good evening, and welcome to Sports Center. I said, along with Bob Lee, I'm Dan Patrick. Uh, wait, wait, wait a minute, that's not yeah. right. Uh, <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, that is something that to me, if you check it out, there that has happened to so many broadcasters. I guess it's. Uh, yeah, I told a, you he'd read anything on the prompter. Yeah, yeah. There's a great one of. Uh, I'm I'm an old school Yankee fan, so there's a great one of Phil Rizzuto saying that he's Bill White, um, <laughs> which is pretty great. Um, and then the the last thing I got to ask you, I, I'm sort of asking this of everyone who comes on the pod these days, unfortunately. But what what are you? Um, do you have any recommendations out there for people who are thirsty for things to watch, whether it's old, new movie shows? In addition to listening to this oh, podcast, they have so geez. much time. What else should they be? Is there anything you've watched that you were like, did you watch Tiger King? Oh, geez. I, what do you relish when you tell stories for a living? Good characters. Yeah. Tiger King, in the first 30 seconds, revealed <laughs> about four of them. And I turned to my wife. I said, Barb, we're in on this. There are seven episodes. I'm in because everybody had been tell- talking about it. So obviously, Tiger King. Better Call Saul, uh, which means you have to have watched Breaking Bad ahead of time. Right. Bosch. And if you've read the Michael Conley novels, it's good. It's but you know what uh, uh, Titus Williver does with Bosch is, is tremendous. Um, the Acorn Channel, which you can get through Amazon, has a lot of great British shows like Call of Duty and and several others. So uh, yeah, and of course some of those when it's when you get to the Scottish shows, you've got to put on the closed captioning like you come under a thing to say. <laughs> It's, it's so funny you said that. I, I restarted The Sopranos and I had to put the closed captioning on it because sometimes they talk so fast. Oh, no. I see. Yeah. I grew up. I grew up three blocks from where the last scene was shot. Right. I, grew, I, went so, to- I mean, listen, my whole family's Italian from Sicily, but uh, um, it's my hearing and my eyes and my I'm just like, I want to, you know, what it is too. That is a show. It's like Breaking Bad. You need every word. You cannot miss a word if you're going to follow right. what's going on. So you wow. got to be diligent. I'm proud to note there are about five references in the eight seasons of The Sopranos to Seton Hall. 
Uh, as Tony says, I yes. did a semester and a half at Seton Hall. And, and of course, if you've not watched The Wire, uh, now's the time to watch it. And David Simon had a great tweet about a week ago. He says, Mother Bleepers, now you want to watch the series uh, <laughs> about dysfunctional governmental institutions that ignore problems staring them in the face. But you know, The Wire, even though it's gone on 20 years, is that right? Close to 20 years, I think. I think I know The Sopranos just had 20 yeah. years last year. Well, so maybe it's 15. Probably, yeah, it's, yeah. But yeah. The Wire is just so good. I've watched it three or four times just because it's like reopening. And that's a good wine. I think I'll have right. another bottle. Yeah. That, yeah. That's how I feel about The Sopranos. All right. Well, well it was a good- you know, by the way, there's something called, dare I say, Jimmy, yeah. books. Oh, that, let's not, not get crazy on it. If, if you've not read any James Lee Burke, uh, you've got like 15 novels to start working on. And I'm, I, I, I'm sure I'm going to go out on a limb here, and and I'm going to say you're a big Springsteen guy, correct? Yeah, um, like before- every sportscaster. Yeah, I, but I, I'm really uh, closer to the Asbury Jukes, uh, South <laughs> Asbury Jukes, because a buddy of mine happens to be their musical director. Uh, we, we stay in touch all the time and uh, go to the shows. But yeah, uh, with Bruce, you know, he's the poet laureate of the masses, but, uh, you know, he's also I, Bruce Inc. Right, right. Well, I don't know if you saw it today. He announced he's going to be doing a virtual concert. Um uh, I don't know what day it is, but from his home. Yes. Well, that's great. You know, Melissa Etheridge has been doing that every day for almost three weeks now. Oh, really? I did not know yeah. that. I have yeah. to check. I don't know she's still doing it, but every day I get a notification. We watched a couple of them, and she just sits there in her sunroom and in in L.A. and does three or four songs for twenty minutes or so, and it's great. A lot of artists have done that, and yeah. Uh, you know, I do a, I do a thing every Thursday night with the Nantucket Comedy Festival that I've done a lot of work with, and uh, you know, it's. Uh, one of the things you talk about what's going to change on the other side of this, all the green eye shades, Jimmy, at all the networks and all the corporations and all the super corporations are going to say, hmm, what were our production costs during the pandemic? <laughs> and yeah. you know, I can remember, and they mean the best, and they have the professional standards that are unparalleled. But like, I, the only way I can get this guest today, I know TL guys, is Skype or through FaceTime. Oh, no, it's, the quality's not good enough. Well, screw that. That's no longer, you know, and we're all looking over the shoulder, seeing what, you know, what Chris Cuomo's got in the basement or this, that, and the other thing. Uh, that's the future. You're not going to have five cameras in a studio necessarily most right. of the time. And the expectation is just t- give me somebody saying something important. Uh, you don't have to spend hours and dozens of producers behind the scenes prettying it up. I'm not saying that's it's, right. Yeah, yeah. I but know, I know. It's, it's, that's, it's, that's the reality, and that's reality is probably going to largely carry yeah. forward to some degree. It's a scary thought. You're correct, and um, I should correct something here. Good thing I I can Google while we do this. Variety has updated their report. It says contrary to a prior report, Bruce Springsteen will not be performing on East Street Radio Wednesday. He will be guest DJing. So, oh, no so I've done that. that. I've done that twice. So I got something in it's, common with Bruce besides <laughs> you know throwing quarters into the tolls on the Gordon State Parkway. I feel bad about the fake news. So I want to clear that up as <laughs> soon as humanly possible. <laughs> You're a disgrace. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I, sticking to those crazy facts. Who would have thought it in, know, in this day and age? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate that. And um, stay safe. Thank you for coming on. And uh, I enjoyed this. And we'll get you on again maybe uh, maybe when we have some sports. Yeah, on the other side of this, let's let's reconnect yeah. and see how wrong I was. Uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd love to be wrong about a lot of stuff. I really would. Uh, yeah. But, Take responsibility for yourselves and you help your family, you help other people and help yourself, you help other people because uh, we all have each other's lives on our hands. Well said. Thank you, Bob. I appreciate it. Take care, Jimmy. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast is 
NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, that wraps up this edition of the SI Media Podcast. Really love talking to Bob Lee for the first time on the podcast. Enjoyed it. If you uh, didn't listen last week, Kyle Brandt, Good Morning Football for a one-hour conversation. Uh, you guys, will, if you need a laugh or two, Kyle is so funny. So check that out. And uh, if you can subscribe, if this is your first time listening, or if you're not a subscriber, if you hit that subscribe button, it helps me a lot. Appreciate it. And we'll see you next week right here on the SI Media Podcast. Take care. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER terms and conditions apply. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.